When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Sam here with Nick, Titans Unfiltered, Music City Miracles. Uh, Nick, I'm doing this podcast from my couch. This is like a therapy session for me because I was like, you know what? I'm going to let Nick talk me off the cliff because I'm going to tell, tell you right now. It was already bad enough that there were so many Giants fans there that I didn't even know that this was like, I know it's in New York of the South, but when I tell you how frustrating it is when you get those fans come in there and you're smacking them the first half and you're enjoying it and you're like, you know what? Okay, they're going to handle business. Already kind of not looking forward to Monday night coming up because of the Bills, who look like Super Bowl contenders, obviously. So I'm like, let's just get this little win. We can go one and one. All the rest of the AFC South sucked. Yeah. And then we find a way to be like, well, hey, we want to be like we we just we want to be like you guys too. And then here we are. Yeah, it was funny. I didn't even realize that there were that many Giants fans there, like through the first half. And then the second half, they started getting rowdy. And I realized there was a ton. We just yeah. hadn't give them any reason to cheer. And then all of a sudden it got real loud up in the 300s. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, it was a bummer. I mean, that was a team that we were all like, all right, this is someone we should beat. Um, like you said, get get off on the right foot to start the season. Indianapolis had tied Houston. So like everything was just lining up great, but I don't know about you, but as a Titans fan going through the third quarter, stuff just kept happening where you get that feeling in your stomach Man. where you're like, they're about to do it again. Aren't yep, they? Yep. And slowly, but surely like it happened and you know, they drove down and I thought, I thought, okay, okay, we're going to survive this. We, we also do that, right. You know, we won a lot of one right. games but uh, Randy just couldn't get it done. And so, like Henry said after the game, we shouldn't have been in the position to lose it by a kick. Um, but, yeah, that was that was brutal. And, and I was hoping to get – because the last game I went to was the Bengals game. So I was hoping to get that bad taste out of my mouth. Right. He's still there. Nope, not not this time. Nope. I mean, and I, I mean, I, look, I know we gave Randy a lot of credit in the offseason. You know, he lost that weight. No more fat Randy. And he can't even – now everybody – I was like, you should have just kept the damn weight on if, it, if you just lost your – like, His equilibrium now, is all off. He, yeah, can't, now, he doesn't have his balance without his belly. Yeah. Right. Now he, had too, now he had too much rotation because his belly didn't get in the way and he yeah. took left. So I'm, like, yeah. I'm like, well, so he's got to get – he's got. I know he's got to get kind of his, his wits about him. And I know it's a tough situation to be in. And obviously people are already calling for his head. And then you see Blankenship get cut. People are like, oh, go get that guy. I'm like, calm down. That's the reason he got cut too. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it is early. We, we are not good at season openers. We all know that. No. Uh, unfortunately, there is no beginning 
schedule. I don't see it. There's not a whole lot of gaps with the team that we have this year. There's not a lot of little games mm-hmm. in the schedule where we're like, oh, I'm looking forward to that game. There's not yeah. a lot of those. Yeah, that, that was one we should have won, especially for how most of the game went. Now, I will say, I, I think with Dable in there instead of Joe Judge, like I think the Giants are at least a competent team, not like a, right. a dumpster fire like they were under Joe Judge. So, you know, I, I was looking at their schedule. They have a good chance to go 4 no. So we could get back to the end of the season and they could be a playoff team and it might not look as bad as it does right now. Uh, cause Saquon Barkley is a beast and that's what we kind of talked about that last pod. Like if he's healthy, he's still that guy and he yeah. proved it. Um, it's probably a good wake up call for our run defense. Um, but yeah, Sam, so this is your therapy session then. Well, what should we, should we talk about the bad first or the good first? What do we want to, you want to get the bad out of the way? Yeah, let's just go ahead and get the bad out of the yeah. way. Cause I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get to hit Todd in a minute, but like the way the Titans like to win football games are running the ball and stopping the run. And that was the opposite of how it went, which is a little disconcerting. Like if that's how the Titans want to win games, then that wasn't a good recipe for it. So how are they going to turn that around? Um, I mean, what did Saquon have? He had like 160 yards, like 165, 168. And I don't know if they gave up that many running yards to like anybody last year. Um, and the, the run game was just kind of uninspiring. Um, you know, Henry averaged 3.9 yards a carry. Looked a little bit better than I thought he looked in the playoff game. Um, so here, here is, you know, I've already seen some people, oh, Henry's washed. This is the beginning of the end. I will say that last year, he, in our, our week one game, you know, he didn't really play in the preseason at all. And he came out and averaged 3.4 yards per carry in that week one game against um, Arizona. And they ended up being like the fifth highest in terms of yards per rushing or uh, yards per attempt allowed uh, for rushing in the entire league last year, like five yards a carry. So they weren't a good run defense and he struggled. But after that first game where you only averaged 3.4 yards a carry, he averaged five yards a carry over the next five games. So like, don't, don't get too ahead of ourselves here on like the Henry's done um because he actually had a better start than he did last year and he bounced back from that one so um he, he's had success against buffalo so like yeah I, you know me sam i'm just about preaching patience so don't don't write him off yet um he looked rusty he missed some holes he should have had um in terms of the run defense you know I, I think the offensive line did okay brewer had a couple big holds that uh, you know brought back at least one first down um so that was tough to see but the run defense i think was even more troubling i mean they missed double digit tackles um they were getting pushed around Autry looked awful i think yeah. he was he was one of the guys who who didn't play all preseason and was banged up and i think it really showed um and this the secondary couldn't make tackles so granted again it's saquon's gonna do that to people when he's healthy but still you know as, as we go into buffalo it's enough to have to worry about that passing offense. Now we got to worry if is Devin Singletary going to run all over us. Right. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this. I know that uh, we all were kind of okay with the shortened preseason. I get yeah. it. Because um, we get an extra, extra regular season game and it's more entertaining and all this. But what people got to realize is that if you really want to see how badly important a preseason is just to kind of get some kind of like rust off, get like some rhythm going. Just look at just look at the Broncos. 
I guarantee you this. The Broncos, now this is hard to say because I'm in, I, I'm in an elimination league where, like, you pick a team. You know how eliminators work. You pick one team. Yeah, I pick the teams. Yeah. So, oh, God. So, but yeah, of course. <laughs> if, double whammy. Yeah. So, of course, if you win, obviously you can't pick them again. So, I was looking at uh, Denver plays Houston. And in my head, I'm like, I'm just going to go with Denver 100%. Because in my head, I'm thinking, since Russell Wilson got there, none of, like, he didn't play the preseason. Yeah. A lot of their defense didn't play the preseason. And it showed. The penalties were ridiculous in that game. They were rusty. And we had a ton of penalties. And yeah. you can just tell that you're a little off when you miss out on that time. That Like, all that stuff matters. So, like, you got to kind of just get – like, game speed is different than what these guys are doing in training camp. And I think that that really shows for a lot of teams. Now, granted, I, I ended up going with the Rams just because of the fact that uh, I was sitting there and I was going to pick them. And I was talking to I was talking to my lady about it. She's like, I don't know. She's like, Houston didn't look super bad against the Colts. And I'm like, yeah. you know what? You're kind of right. And I don't really know. So I, I I don't really know what's really going on with Denver there. So, uh, but I will say that. I mean, that's one thing that you really just that first game is like that preseason game for those starters. Yeah. And so like you'd like to be able to come out and get those wins right there. But uh, I say that for a lot of teams that if you like teams that didn't get those wins. For those those fan bases, it's probably a little bit better if they just kind of relax a little bit. The issue for us is that we're all is that the game that we had week two, we all already knew what was coming in week two. So we wanted so badly, even if it was rusty and ugly, to mm-hmm. for that field goal to go in just so we could say, okay, we got that win out of the way. Because next week, I don't know. <laughs> like we know that next week, regardless on if yeah. we were in peak shape, uh, we're going up against a juggernaut. So. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Us and the Broncos, they get to bounce back against Houston. We got to go up against arguably the best team and at least the top three team in the league on the road on Monday night. Like that's that's a tall order. Now, I did say on Twitter, like a week before the Giants game, I was like, it'd be completely on brand for the Titans to lose to the Giants and beat the Bills because that's what they always do. And I mean, even Kevin Byard said this week that he likes playing as the underdog, which I don't, I don't necessarily agree. He's, he said it was like little man versus big man. I'm like, I'd rather be the big man and just squash out guys from the get go instead of like playing catch up. But that is like, I I think that's representative of the, of the Titans mentality. So I I don't know. It'll be, I I think the Titans will play them tough. I I did bet on the Titans. to. So here's my thing. This whole year, I'm going to bet on the Titans anytime they're getting points. But, like, I when they're giving points, I'm not going to bet them, as evidenced by last week. Right. But they're getting 10 this week, so I'm going to take that all day. Yeah, like, of course. Of course. That's 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 prime, you know, Vrabel hours is to come up with, you know, at least keep it close. Right. So if it gets double digits, I'm pouncing on that. But so we'll see how true that is. You know, if, if we're getting to some more positives – I don't know about you, but there wasn't really any position last week where I'm like, oh, boy, we're in trouble here. Because, like, if we look at some of the big question marks, Brewer and NPF held up pretty solid last year, last week. Yep. If you're two of the big question marks, they did well pass blocking. Now, it wasn't a super hard – it wasn't a super tall order with the guy, the injuries that the Giants had. So, it'll be – you know, that, that Bill's defensive line is no joke. So, that'll be a better test. But – no, like glaring, like oh shit, we're in trouble. Like NPF looked better than Quisenberry did a lot of last year. So, 
Uh, And the other question mark was wide receivers. And even though we didn't see much from Woods or Westbrook Kikine, like when Burks was out there, he was looking good. Kyle Phillips was making a lot of plays. Like I still think there's potential for this wide receiver group to be better, um, like from a production standpoint than um, um, the team last year was. So that's at least one positive is, is I think there's a lot of optimism of like guys on the roster, but we'll see how um, <laughs> the bigger test is against the Bills. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. At the end of the day, Tannehill did not look bad at all. Oh, no. He was excellent. And I think if anybody is saying he was the problem, you're just like showing your anti-Tannehill bias because right. like, he was far down the list. Right. I mean, he did what we probably needed to do in order for us to stay in that game. And was he even got us down there in field goal range? I mean, there was a chance probably that we probably could have ran one more good play before we and yeah. then spiked it probably real quick. Uh, but I, like I said, they did everything they were supposed to do. They got it on the right. They got it on the right hash. He just he just missed the kick. If he kicks that five, if he kicks that five time, he probably makes four. Okay. Yeah, because like people were saying, oh, they should have run another play. But I'm like, when you get to an NFL level, like 42 yards or 47 yards, it's not a big di- like. You know, they were going to be really aggressive and get it to 30, but I don't know if you want to be that aggressive in that in that point. So I know a lot of people were harping on that, and I get it. Like, he could have run another play, got it a couple yards closer. But when you're an NFL kicker, you're expected to make a 47-yard field goal. Like, it is – and they weren't going to get it under 40. So he, he's having to make a 40-plus yarder either way. So, yeah, it's that's disappointing, and it, that's that. If anything, you know, I said oh, we don't have any question marks. Maybe our kicker is going to be a question mark this year. Which, how long have we had to say that for since uh, Bilonis was here? I don't know. Suck up, I guess. Yeah, uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's a tough game. I hate to see it. Good news is, like I, like we uh, spoke on earlier, the F- the rest of the AFC South decided that. They were going to do everything they could to make sure that we still had an even playing field, which they did marvelously. Um, even though my, in my hearts of hearts, I wouldn't have minded if the Colts went ahead and dropped one, but uh, yeah. Houston just – they just couldn't get – they couldn't hold on there. Uh, on Lone Nick, Lone Nick Mills out there as a quarterback is not that bad for them right now, though. Not that bad. Um, obviously, the best, obviously, the best backup quarterback all like all week in the NFL was Geno Smith, but he like, mm-hmm. I, I did not expect that, but – um, when we look at next week, what do you what do you think has to happen in order for us to even have a chance of making that game sweaty? Um, first of all, you, you can't lose the turnover battle um, when you when you're playing outmatched. <laughs> although I guess the Titans won the turnover battle and, and still lost. But if you're playing a team like the Bills, like you can't give them the ball back and give Josh Allen more chances to score. Um, you know, we talked about the run game not being good. We have run – we ran really well on the Bills last year. So I think – I'm guessing that's what the Titans' game plan is going to be, is to – you know, they are confident in what they can do. They're not going to go away from it after just one week. So they're going to run the ball try to drain out the clock, keep Josh Allen off the field. Um, it'll be interesting to see how long they stick with that because, like, the passing game was much better than the running game last week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's been a lot of talk on Titan Twitter, you know, how much is, um, you know, the 
Rabel and Downing's preferences to run the damn ball going to get in the way of stuff. And I'll be interested to see that. Like, I don't think he's so inflexible if the passing game is excellent that he'll, you know, start passing it more, but I don't think that they're that confident in it yet because they don't have guys like NWI and Woods producing yet. And they don't want to rely just on rookies to get it done. Right. So I think they're going to come out, run the ball a lot. And, you know, I, I think, I think if the Titans keep it close, you know, then, then they'll be in decent shape. But if they get out from behind early on, it might get, might get ugly because they're better, you know, I think they run the ball a little too much, but they are better when they're balanced. And if they're just passing, I don't know, that could be something. I mean, they tore Matt Stafford up last week, so yeah. it could be a little bit different than, you know, as good as Tannehill and the passing offense looked at times last week, probably going to be a little bit different against the Bills. Yeah. Now, at this, I mean, I will say I, I don't expect us to have the amount of turnovers that the, uh, that yeah. the Rams had because – Stafford, however, has he has a green light to just kind of sometimes he has a ball a gunslinger mentality where you're going to get those. Uh, so he, he's either going to be really great for you, or he can get you in a position to where if he's trying to dig out of it, he can dig himself even deeper because he's just going to try to fit every. He's going to try to throw in there every tinted yeah. window he sees. Yeah, uh, which it, you know it's it's great. It's a blessing and a curse sometimes. So I will say that I think Tannehill will be a little bit smarter with the uh, his decisions. Um, I think that uh, even knowing that uh, that he is a little bit smarter, and sometimes that can mean that you could hold onto the ball in the pocket a little bit longer. I mm-hmm. think that our pass our pass blocking was good enough for him to have just enough time to where he didn't make mistakes. But yet, the receivers did great jobs of finding holes, and I I, I really didn't pay enough attention to tell if they were just like running zone or if they were trying to remain on us. But like we were getting a lot of open and and like that were crossing routes in the middle yeah. of the field. And uh, I mean, it was, it was really good to see Tannehill having that confidence. And obviously Hilliard was like, decided he was going to be the best, uh, you know, receiving back since Marshall Falk out of nowhere. Yeah. Well, and going back to talking about a little bit of a negative is the guy we haven't t- touched on really, who's been the talk of Titans Twitter is Todd Downing. And he, I, I think really his he, – he, I don't think he's a good offensive coordinator. I think he's trying to take over what Art Smith did, but he doesn't know how to do it as well as Art did. And he doesn't have the play-calling finesse or knowing how to read the situations. And you were talking about man versus zone and Hilliard, and even Vrabel had said that um, Hilliard was winning in man, and then the Giants switched to zone, and the Titans didn't make adjustments. Like that's a pretty glaring admission coming from your head coach that something as simple going from man to zone and you not having a counter punch for that. Like these are kind of things that you should strip for like, Oh, when they switch, this is what we're going to do. But I think that's like what sums up like um, Todd Downing's issues is like, he, he has his playbook in front of him. And, you know, even if Tim Kelly is like, here's some great plays, like he doesn't have any situational awareness or know how, to beat what the defense is giving him. He's just, he's kind of like doing ask mad every time. Like, I mean, I get, there's also a lot of, you know, talk about his um, third down attempt, you know, with Chig coming around the end. And some people are like, oh, well, if it was blocked, it would work and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, yeah, but it didn't work and it was poorly blocked. Like that's something that 
is at the root of like the implementation, right? Like right. you should be confident that your team can execute it. And that was like not even close to being executed, right? No. And so you're calling that in a crucial situation. Like I agree, like in some situations that works and he looks great, but he just doesn't like, he doesn't have a good read on what is on his play sheet and when to call it. And one thing that is driving me absolutely crazy is how, and this goes back to last year, and even if, you know, we look at what AJ did in Philly this week, getting 10 receptions for 155 yards is playing your best players and getting them the ball. Like it was very clear that Burks was m- making arguably the biggest difference out there as a wide receiver. And he played like 35% of the snaps. Like I know he's a rookie and he was lining up in wrong spots, but like just figure out simple ways to get him the ball. Right. And we had AJ all last year and, you know, he's getting like, seven catches a game he should just been feeding your best player the ball the whole time and we're getting down in the red zone and Hollister is our only wide receiver like people were saying why isn't Burks out there okay why isn't even NWI or Woods out like anybody right what is the situation it just drives me crazy and I don't understand like the pitch counts on it and so that's what I think it boils down to downing is he just doesn't have good situational awareness and knowing how to use his personnel and I don't know. I'm, I'm, here's a, here's a question for you. Would you rather go like two and one and Todd Downing keeps his job or go zero and three and then Tim Kelly replaces him at that point and hope you can catch up as the year goes, goes on with a better offensive coordinator. Who's our, um, who's our third game of the season? Uh, Let me see. That, Raiders. That Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, we're gonna go 0 3 anyway, probably. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, but yeah, it's I, I don't know. I'm because that's the drawback is like if the Titans turn things around, the the chances that Downing is here longer, you know, yeah. increase. Of course, and I think ultimately he's always gonna handicap us. So it's almost like kind of with Marcus, right? We just had to rip the Band-Aid off it at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's kind of a tough one for me. Yeah, I guess it's – I guess, I mean, when you're number one in the AFC last year. Yeah, they couldn't fire him. and can't, had, Yeah, you can't, you can't justify You lost that. Henry for half a season, and Julio and AJ were hurt for half – like, people were mad at, at Vrabel, but, like, that's not a great message to send the rest of your coaching staff either, right? Like, and have – people trust in you and you're like, yeah, well, I'm going to can you, even though we, we got first seed in the AFC and half your offense was injured. Right. Like I, I understand why he gave him another chance, but I do think he's got a short leash. I mean, Tim Kelly is in the house and that's who Raven wanted to hire initially. Like that's pretty clear. And I do think it's funny. People are comparing um, Rabel to Malarkey and how Malarkey kept Rabisky because that was his boy. And they're saying, oh, he's going to do the same thing with Downing. It's like, no, like Downing's not his boy. Like, right. Tim Kelly is his boy. If yeah. anything, he's going to try and get him in there quicker than, um, you know, move on quicker than Malarkey did with Rubisky. So I don't know. It's kind of disheartening. Um, yeah. You did see some elements of Tim Kelly making a difference. They ran a lot more play action. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Tannett, I think Tannehill might have played better in that game than he did like any game last year like he yeah was, he looked he was, good he was sharp yeah and so then that was without any like dominant wide receiver um 
So besides Jeff Swain, that is like the the, the true X factor, Jeff Swain, just making, <laughs> making plays all over the place. Yeah, uh, yeah that, chalk that up to questionable personnel decisions. But yeah, uh, I mean, we saw pretty much everything we needed to see. I mean, I would say, other than the botch punt, Kyle Phillips looked really good. Uh, yeah. He's got his nerves got the best of him of that. He had another drop too, I think, and that's the other thing. Tannehill is great, and I think his wide receivers had four drops. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Phillips had a couple ups and downs overall. I mean, that was a clutch catch to get them in field goal range. Mm-hmm. Uh, Weaver, obviously, we knew he was yeah. gonna. We knew he was gonna be ready to go whenever he got his got his shot. He's making up for lost time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys just the guys. He's he's built. He was built like a pro when he came into. It. He has a JJ Watt type body already. Yeah. And uh, so if he continues to stay healthy and continues to get better and continues to be able to work on his technique, uh, I think he's clearly going to be a playmaker for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, good luck running to that side. And um, yeah, I, I just there's just there was so many glimpses of so many things good, and it's our conversation is just completely different. If that field goal goes in, I think, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, I think that I think that we were probably a little bit more comfortable with how we came out. Our offense just died the second half, and then the defense just found a way to get some stuff done. I, I mean, we can't expect our defense just to pitch a shutout here. <clears throat> yeah. So they just needed the, they just needed some help. All they needed was all they needed us to do was score a couple touchdowns in the second half too, and we're fine. But we just couldn't get that done. Well, and that's just like something they always love to do, right? They get a lead and kind of just squat on it and try to drown it out instead of like keep attacking, put, you know, uh, hit the gas a little more. And that's always driven me crazy. Um, and that's, you know, they, there's been a lot of talk about how, you know, the Titans have been so good in one score games and now they're showing a little bit of regression there. And it's kind of like, just don't put yourself in position to be in one score games, like keep a gap keep passing the ball. Um, Cause that's, and again, like Downing's offenses are just so predictable. They know if the Titans are going to get up, it's going to be run, run pass. That's, yep. and so they, it's very easy to game plan when you know what's coming. So I don't know. I, I hope maybe that was a wake up call and they get a little, you know, more varied on offense, but I'm not really getting my hopes up too much, but I, I do think that I'm not saying that there's not a chance we can't win this week, but. I feel like if we're going to beat the Bills, we're going to beat the Bills how we want to beat them, not by the team doing anything different. It's going to be win with the run and stop the run again. So, correct. I will um, win or win or lose this season, depending on how it goes. I think this may end up being the last year Todd down in this year, though. Yeah, I I think so. Um, I hope so. I, I just don't think he's cut out for it. I think he was the Vrabel couldn't get the guy he wanted in Kelly. And there was a guy on staff that made more sense in terms of like continuity than going outside of the organization. So, I mean, yeah, I, I think Downing knows he has, that's, that's the other concerning thing is like Downing has got to know he's got a short leash, like his replacements right there. And then he comes in this year and he's like, you know what I'm going to do? The same, the same thing. thing. <laughs> the same like, thing. It just didn't work last year because I didn't have Henry and all these wide receivers. It's like, no, dude, like you just don't know what you're doing. You gotta switch it up. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens there. But 
I'm getting dogged out already by all these people that uh, swear that the, that JT is just going to run oh, run Henry into the floor this season already. Uh, what, did, what did Taylor do week one? He had a pretty good yeah, he was number two, I believe. Number two and number three, something like just that. After Barkley, maybe. I think, I think so. I think he had he had a he had a touchdown and hundred and sixty one, yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah. Um yeah, and I mean and so it, 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 like I wouldn't be surprised. He's twenty three, Henry's twenty eight. Like it, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Like I still think Henry can have a solid season. And like I said earlier in the show, like I'm not discounting the fact that he can have um a bounce back starting this next week i mean the the only thing i'll say is the rams did not who who are usually pretty successful running the ball couldn't really do anything against the bills i mean daryl henderson averaged like 3.6 yards a carry so it's not like they're going into a cakewalk i mean that's the one thing about taylor he got to face the bills so i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens but um who are you who are you most worried about on the bills, either on the Titans or stopping on the Bills side. I'm worried about that bill secondary. They, yeah. they, they look good boy. And I'm telling you, whenever they're, when they're clicking, I mean, they got everything that they need in order to make quarterbacks make a lot of mistakes. And they're super, super opportunistic. Like they'll, they will pick you off in a heartbeat. And they say, mm. you know, then they have athletes to they, like they know they're going for the interceptions and they'll flip the field so fast. And then once you flip the field and give Josh Allen a chance, he loves to get a chance to just go for one. And yeah. then next thing you know, you look up and you're like, wow, that flipped. That flipped. That's seven points flipped really quick. Yep. Right. Well, and they have the double whammy on defense because they have a great pass rush. I mean, they had seven sacks week one. Um, you know, we were talking, we felt pretty good about the offensive line. This is going to be a test. Like, how are you going to handle the best of the best? I mean, they were already pretty good. And Von, I thought, you know, Von Miller's getting a little older, maybe he lost a step, but no, like two sacks, same dude. And they got a bunch of young guys like Rousseau, Basham, um, Epineza, um, Jordan Phillips, and then, um, What's it at Oliver? Like they have all these dudes who can get after. They have like eight different pass rushers that are legit. So, you know, that's that's gonna be a big thing. Is can last year Tannehill like never had any time to throw the ball. That's probably part of the reason why he looked so good yesterday was, or on Sunday was because he had time to throw the ball. So yeah. um it'll be interesting to see if the offensive line holds up against those guys. And then that's why their great second secondary can capitalize because they're pressuring the quarterback constantly. Von Miller, man, one of the smartest guys ever. Guy goes, guy goes to Denver, Super Bowl. Yeah. Decides he wants to go to the Rams, wins. Yeah. Goes to the Bills, winning. Like I mean, just got it figured out. Next now he's year, recruiting. He's recruiting OBJ to come to the Ram to the Bills once uh, he gets healthy. So yeah, I mean, there's no like, I mean, they're running back. Like if we're looking at weak spots for the Bills, I mean, Singletary isn't super. Their running game isn't super impressive, but it doesn't have to be when you have Josh Allen and. I mean, Davis or um, Daniel Jones did some stuff with his legs against the Titans, and yeah. um, Allen had 56 yards rushing against the Rams. So that's going to be, you know, a big thing to watch. Is you know, it's so hard to you, they're putting all their guys in the secondary to stop these wide receivers, and then 
Allen, who's just a huge human being, can run free and do damage. So it's a scary team to play. To play, it's a scary team to play after you're zero and one um, and looking for a bounce back. But like I said, this is the type the game that the Titans win when you know you least expect it. So we need one more, man. Well, here we go. If you had to give me, this is tough. You had to give me a score. What you got? Um, I'm going to do 34, 28 bills, 34, I'm going to say, I'm going to give our defense a little credit. I'm going to go ahead and say 28. 2817 bills. I'm not gonna Titans aren't gonna cover. Come on, that's I, I based my whole prediction of that. I'm gonna win my bet at least. <laughs> I know. Oh, man. I hope so, man. <laughs> I hope so. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, that's just the same. 2820. How about that? There you go. I'll give you that. That's <laughs> uh that's a that is a that's one of those situations where like where like I hope that I'm I'm wrong anyway. So yeah. But, so yeah, I doubled down on the wrongness there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll probably bet us with the points. So, but just, just I mean, it's there. it's a tough place to play going up to Buffalo and on Monday night, like that. That's their home opener too. It's gonna be rocking. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. So if that's gonna be probably the key is if if you let the Bills get up two scores in the first quarter, like it's probably done at that point. Like you got to keep it close early and you know, so that the Titans are still able to run the ball. So yeah, it'll, it'll be, I'm our, I've already got some pre-anxiety right now about it, but uh, at least, Hey, at least we got Sunday to enjoy the games. I always do like that. Having a nice Sunday to like not stress or have my day ruined. I'm going to watch some red zone. So that's, that's, that's always a nice thing about Monday night games. Correct. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of the division kind of shakes out in their games too. So yeah. We'll who see. does, who does India have? I need to look at that right now. Mm. Hopefully the hopefully somebody difficult. But I do know that uh Matt Ryan did not Matt Ryan did not look as good as everybody said he was gonna look. I know that. Yeah. Oh, well, they got the yeah, Jags. They got the Jags. So let's oh. hope, hope for another tie. That would, <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh, no, the Jags yeah. looks the Jags look so bad. So bad. Yeah, they don't look like they're gonna I remember some people had them as like sneaky. Yeah. AFC South winner and the Colts just yeah did not look impressive but I mean the Colts could finish last in the division and the media would still pick them to win the AFC South the following year so yep that's no surprise yep they, uh, they could be last going halfway through the season and those people Colin Cowherd is gonna be like listen it's too it's too early for you guys to sleep on the coach they're gonna catch the Titans yeah like I can hear him now I can hear him now but no, that's a. But yeah, we'll see how the rest of that sh- how that shakes up. Houston's, I think Houston and definitely, uh, even though they did look pretty decent at the beginning of that game, I think they lose to the Broncos pretty heavily. I think that Russell Wilson it, will he'll wake up. It's not gonna, and his coach kind of realizes that he he paid him a lot of money. He he needs to let him earn it. He'll let him earn it. Oh man, that was. Can you imagine if Titans Twitter, if Vrabel had made those decisions? Like people were, like I said, I didn't think it was a huge deal that people were complaining about the end of the end of the game management. But if he had done what Hackett did, man, 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 that was 
Thank God he would never do that. He, I think he's a little too he's a little too good of a head coach to make that mistake. That was just kind of a rookie mistake. Yeah, being his first NFL game. Yeah. But my God, what a big one! Like at five yards, you got to. I mean, you're moving the ball down. You're moving the ball. Yeah. You, you got one of your tight ends. Your tight ends are eating them up. Jared Judy's having a game of his fucking life. Like just paid yeah. Russell Wilson all that money and traded all those picks. Like use him. Use and then him. you know I was saying like. NFL kickers are expected to make kicks between 40 and 50 yards, but once you get over 60, like, no, that's, that's not on McManus for missing that one. That's, that's a tall order. So yeah, yeah they asked a lot at him on that, a yeah. lot out of him on that. Well guys, anyway, you listen to podcasts, be sure that you subscribe, uh, be sure to leave us five-star review. Be sure you listen to us. Uh, we will, we'll, uh, we come to you every week, man. We're going to keep trying to follow this thing along. Uh, it's therapy session. Uh, I feel better, but at the same time, we'll see how I'm feeling next week after the Monday night game. It's going to be a good one. Uh, but, yeah. You're going to feel real high or real low after, yeah, after next week? I, next week, there's a chance that I'll be laying down on this couch when we do it. Yeah. I'll, I'll be a little bit – I'll be – it'll be worse. But we'll see exactly what happens. But, yeah, guys, uh, yeah, be sure you follow us on us. Be sure you follow us on socials. We appreciate you listening. Got a big one coming up, guys. Make sure we're there. Until next time. Tighten up. Tighten up.